So we'll do it. We'll just do a little like story thing. Okay. And then I'll play the intro. Cool. Uh, hopefully, I'll play the. I don't know. I don't know that anything in here actually works. It's been mothballed for like, what are we at? Almost. I mean, aside from a mild guest in here or there, like one or two. It's been two months now or one. Um, December seventeenth or something like that. Yeah, that I looked a, earlier. Yeah, but that was a bullshit thing with me in the car recording. You know, so that doesn't. Count. Oh sure. Okay. Um. So. Uh, the studio is completely. My whole point is that you know the room already looks like. Um, I guess the best way to put it is to make those that hoard feel better. Uh, that, sure. That normies come so close, but then again, I look at my garage and I wonder. Eh, uh, I just don't have time to clean it, uh, but apparently I have time to go to Disneyland. That's neither here nor there. I got to tell you though, the weirdest thing happened. By the way, uh, we'll talk about who's I'm talking to in a second, in a minute, sure. probably after the intro. I don't know. This is Josh. Josh. Josh, is it, it how do you, is it stifter? I'm losing. Is it I'm is losing it, you? No, I'm you're not. I'm right here. Connection. Oh no. <laughs> Can you hear me? Oh yeah, you're coming through fine the whole time. It's just me stuttering out apparently. Huh. Well, that's Connection. You. Between you is slow. What the fig nuts? <laughs> Hopefully it's not on my end. It is just well, I mean it, it is, but it isn't on your end. You know what I mean? It's only affecting you. We get to hear everything else in real sure. time. But that's the beauty. Sure. Of, that's the beauty of like when you're recording with somebody for the first time. You know, you you got to work all those things out. Your connections have to work out. Their kinks get to know one another. They hold hands. Definitely. Maybe maybe one connection will find the other connection attractive. You know, get certain feelings. You never know. Um, oh yeah, sexy, sexy internet connections. Oh, there. See, that's what I'm talking about. So speaking of sexy, though, I came home, Josh, and and it, yes. the last name is pronounced Stifter. Yep. Okay, good. As in, did you pay her? No, I stiffed her. Exactly. Okay. Good. Exactly. Yep. That's that's my favorite way people introduce me. So and, you got it spot on. There we go. And Josh, by the way, too, is one of those people in the world that I envy because he can create using his mind and his hands. And I'm not just talking about pornography. I'm talking about like animations. You can you can draw things and you can make them move. Do you realize this makes you most yeah, yeah. like a god on this planet? Yeah, that's the only reason why I got into animation was because I wanted to be godlike. Yeah, it makes it's, sense. It's actually funny because it actually is kind of funny because it's a joke that, you know, I say a lot or whatever. I, I get to play God. But the funny thing is, is that is kind of the reason why I got into animation because I didn't want to deal with other people creating with me. Oh. Not in like the selfish way of there's too many lazy people out there who who like I tried making films and stuff and no one would help me out like in high school. Mm -hmm. So I just decided one day to pick up a pencil and piece of paper and start drawing a bunch of doodles. And I was like, holy shit, I can I can do this on my own. I can make movies by myself. There you go. And, and that is a beautiful thing. Not to mention you can literally uh, take anything. Draw boobs. Are you were you going to say draw boobs? Mm, I was going to say more like you could create worlds never before seen, uh, but for some of us, boobs are just that. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's, but that's the thing I like about animation is I get to make my own short films and I don't have people sitting over me going, hey man, you can't say that or you can't do that. I can, I can literally make Garfield chainsaw John in the face and get away with it. 
Actually, and no one can stop me. One of the things you did that impressed me the most and de- depressed me the most at the same time uh, was, I think, the Monday morning or Tuesday morning after the uh, episode of Rick and Morty where they, they're they being taken over by the mind worms. And you're, you're like, I think you called it your warm-up drawing was Mr. Poopy Butthole. And it looked better oh, than... Yeah. And your warm-up drawing looks better than anything I've ever drawn. Sure. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, the the biggest the biggest thing is I have the equipment now. Like I've built up a studio that I have a Cintiq and you know, like all of the all of the tools to be able to do it. So as cool as it is to be able to call that my warm-up, it's like that warm-up would never happen without you know thousands of dollars put into it. Oh, wow. You see, I never even thought about that. You, you hear animator and you just think, oh, these guys just need a fucking pen and paper and they're in business. No, not at all, man. I've put so much cash into making this this studio happen. And just today, I, I or actually last night, my days are getting confused with this new short film I'm working on. I've literally been working for, besides sleeping for six hours, since Friday. Oh, I'm so glad you took the time to... Uh, get on the mic with us so that way we can truly see what it's like when dementia sets in yeah i know you're gonna see me lose my shit i'm just gonna all of a sudden and the funny thing is i was just watching the shining today while i was working so i'm really in the mood to just like i'll work no play i'll work no play just tweak out like crazy and those of you that may be wondering where trent is we'll address that right after we get through the intro where i hope josh does not slit my throat yeah all through the internet just i pull a a freddy krueger on you like a modern a modern Freddy Krueger. Instead of being pulled into the bed by mic'd hands or, or uh, razor hands, you're going to draw me into the microphone? Yeah, or like there was the scene with the tongue in one of the movies, maybe the second one. Eh, maybe it was the first. I don't know. I, I kind of get them all mixed up, but there's one where they're talking on the phone and all of a sudden a tongue comes through the phone. Oh, that would be really horrific. Yeah, so that's that's what's going to happen with this, except it's going to be like you're going to see my hand come out of your, your router. I think I'd rather just play some music here. <laughs> never mean with funny tweet, I'll never leave my office seat. Those who think they know what's right, listen on Sundays to NetHeads, all right? You've got to throw some cold water on this situation. Start talking about nerd stuff. You know, nerd culture is mainstream now. So when you use the word nerd derogatorily, it means you're the one that's out of the zeitgeist. System activate. This is NetHeads with Will Wilkins and Trent Hunsaker. It's a tech podcast. Tech podcast. But we are a sh- ton cooler than your typical geek, giving you the info you need to achieve mega nerd status. Mega nerd status. NetHeads. 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 You guys rock. And now, here's Will and Trent. Or in this case, maybe not Trent. Uh, Trent's still out on special assignment. In the interim, my name is Will, sitting down with Josh Stifter, uh, animator from Flush Studios. Uh, Actually, I believe he is Flush Studios. I am. I am the Flush. And uh, I got to say, two reasons why Josh is cool enough to be here today. One, it was, a, once again, a last-minute thing, but he offered up a while ago, and I appreciate it. And two, you have one of 
what I consider to be the best voices in podcasting. Oh yeah, totally. You're, I mean, you're, you're <laughs> no exa- one. You're no one has as awfully and like Nate. Like I have the the whiniest little. I call it the little brother voice. No, dude, you're the George Costanza on the phone for me. That's what you are. Yeah, <laughs> George Costanza. No, I mean, uh, in all seriousness, Josh, um, your voice is how I want every animator in the world to sound. Yeah, I have that. I have that voice of an anim- a guy who's just lost his mind a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm on that I'm on that brink of going straight up Jack Torrance, but I'm not quite there. And I I I'm I've been told I act like I draw. So the characters that you see in any of my cartoons, if you check them out at flushstudios.com, holy shit, that was a fast plug. Did you guys hear that? I I somebody dropped a plug. Yeah, that was a quick one. Yeah. Um but any of the characters you see on on my on, on in my cartoons, that's the way I move. That's the way I talk. That's the way I act. <laughs> like I am that guy with big, and, huge, exaggerated motions. I do, and that's the funny thing is, everyone's always like, "Hey, the thing I really like about your style is everything is super exaggerated." And then they talk to me for five minutes, and they're like, "Oh, you didn't think outside the box. You just pulled from yourself. <laughs> you didn't." Well, uh, but at least you're doing it in a way that makes money. When I pull from my, never True. mind. True. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, in se- all seriousness, too, you you have a voice that in itself could be a character. You know, you're 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 two shades away from Orco Ortho on um, on He Man. Yeah, and the, the the best part is I've completely given up on not doing that. So the short film I'm working on right now, it's called Ten Things You Learn in the First Year of Being a Dad. Mm-hmm. And it's it's literally just me. It's just me being a dad. It's it's the ten things that I learned being a dad, but with um, your voice. But it's it the the dude is my voice, and then for the for the narrator, I go a little exaggerated, like um, like documentary style, because it has that it ha- it's played out like a documentary. So it's like number one, the first thing you learn. That sort of like you know bullshit narrator. Yeah, but I like what you even did right there, man. That had a little something, something to it. But that's my thing is I've completely just given up on even trying to think outside of the box and I'm just going to I just am doing what feels right. You know, if you know I, what I'm if, so if I if I could say something somebody else we're familiar with has kind of been going that route and seems to be working okay for him. Sure. I I think that I I find that the reason that I decided that is I was always trying to be like one step ahead and funnier and trying to be comical to everyone mm-hmm. and I realized that that's not the way to create. The best stuff that gets created, especially the stuff that gets someone or, you know, like people noticed, like their first thing is always this very personal project that only they could make. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, perfect sense. Yes, exactly. So it may not be their best thing or they probably don't look at that and go like, that was amazing. By the but way- it was the thing that was the most personal to them. And so that's my that's my move now is I'm just writing all stuff that's completely personal to me. You know, you may as well, because what happens uh, in the end, I think what people do is they see through the bullshit. Yeah. And instead they they can get but they can get in touch with the truth that you put in there. In other words, we can all recognize the truth in it, because uh, even if I've only experienced a very small portion 
uh, of what you have or, or vice versa, I can still see some of those moments. So I see some of that in myself that connects me to your work. It's a genius move. I should really be stop putting up this, uh, you know, facade that I do separating me from the rest of the world, but I can't do it. Sure. What do you, what do you mean? What are you saying that just in general? Yeah, or are you, you know, saying that literally about yourself. Oh, I'm I'm literally the fakest person you've ever met. Like so no, I'm kidding, I'm not. Oh <laughs> I, I I I have no way to, this is my art. This is it. Me speaking. This is sure. about the extent of what maybe I can mock up some business cards for you if you need that. You know what I'm saying? Or tell yeah. or I'll tell you what doesn't look good with your design, but artistically speaking, this is where I peak. So, you know, when I speak all I can do is put forth uh, truth or, you know, in some cases, maybe maybe a, a hyper version of the truth or a certain masked version of the truth. But there's always some kind of truth in it because uh, God sure. knows I'm not going to sit down and actually plan out some of this shit. You know, I think you and I riffed about two minutes of, of uh, potential ideas of, of what we can talk about. And I can already tell you right now all that shit out the window because now I realize instead – I've got on the line a creator, an honest-to-God creator, and now I can have an opportunity to learn. I don't know what, but I can learn something, and I want to do that now, Josh. I want you to I don't be... Know if I don't know if you can learn anything from me. At the end of the day, I like. I hate when people say that, and I fucking do it all the time. But um, for me, the, the, the big thing is I, I am kind of like you in that same way where I, I just like to talk as well. I've done podcasts my whole life at, at this point. And, um, when, you know, when Steve and I decided to stop doing the podcast, I was like, man, I, you know, I, I reached out to you and was just like, Hey man, if you ever need someone, because I just love talking, which I think is, that's sort of where you're at as well. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the only reason why it may feel a little weird right now is only because, uh, I'm honestly trying to listen to you as well. Meaning I really want to hear the things you say. I'm not trying to think ahead like I usually sure. am with the show. And to be honest, I'm not really even trying to be funny. So I sure. I don't want you to think I'm not fully engaged. Because, folks, I don't know if you realize this. This is the first time, honestly, I have I have spoken to Josh, okay? We really? Have, I, I really think so, isn't it? I mean, if it we, must, that's probably true. We, we've emailed so many times back and forth that yeah. I, I just guess I forget sometimes who I've talked to and who I haven't. Well, the, the, the digital divide, as it were, if that even is a thing, uh, but you know, the division between real world and the digital gets so blurred. It's true. There are some exactly. people I have literally had in-depth conversations with that I have never met face to face. You're one of them. I mean, this is the first time. Other than listening to you in my ears on a podcast, this is my first time actually, like, interacting with you. So, uh, but, and that whole point that I'm getting to, folks, is that, you know, there's a certain thing. Trent is away on assignment. Trent is not getting replaced. Josh is kind enough to join us right now. Uh, but, you know, when it all boils down to it, there, for any good podcast, and, and like, you and Steve had it, and I, you know, Trent and I have it, and and Kevin and Scott have it and Kevin and Matt have it and you know Kevin and Andy have it and <laughs> but there there becomes a certain patter that you get there's a you know there is a, just a general method to the dialogue that you can have with somebody because you you're familiar with one another I mean like I I we often joke here on netheads that it's like a version of oral jazz but it's true because there are 
there are, are beats and there's pauses and, and you learn those talking to the other person over time. Uh, you and I, we've never done this and that's why there sure. are some quiet moments because uh, I well, don't... Also, my internet connection seems to be absolute garbage, so... So it's just screwing you over left and right and you're just... Well, the good news is that I'm in this listen kind of mode and sure. you are in more of a talk kind of mode, so I think we can make the, the latency work out no matter what. If you maybe if you focus some of that energy not trying to come through my router to kill me, your connection might improve. <laughs> oh, that's what that's the issue is I just keep doing that. No, it's not too bad. It's like it goes in and out. Sometimes it's amazing and sometimes it's not. It could be straight up like I don't know if it's snowing here or not, but I'm in Minnesota, so we get these these bouts of storm of snow and then the internet kind of gets crappy and then it doesn't. But I don't think it was snowing today, so it, it, we sh that shouldn't be the issue. Well, you're also coming in on... The stupid thing is you're coming in on the only machine that's on the wireless on my side. Uh, but like I said, you're never breaking up, so... Sure. Uh, but I also don't... I mean, there's three different streams going on when I do this. Because, you know, I decided, hey, why not? Let's fuck with Josh and we'll carry the show live because... The stream still exists, although it's not directly findable and all that jazz. But, you know, shh, hey, man, come on. There's... Share. So, you know, just, hey, come on, you know, just, you know, puff and pass. Just, shh, don't. So, um. Puff and pass. <laughs> I, I'm trying to think of something to appeal to the audience, and I got nothing. Um, but anyway, I, uh, you reached out, and I was thankful for that. Uh, and, and there's just so much when it comes yeah. to this animation stuff that I'm amazed about. But, like, how much time, uh, because you guys just released uh, Tim the Terrible, is that what it is? No, something else. Yeah, yeah, we put out Tim the Terrible, man, like, maybe in November? Yeah, something well, like that. I mean, that's still relatively right behind us, man. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's, it hasn't been that long ago. I mean, the, Tim the Terrible is a weird cartoon for me because it's, it's a project we've been talking about for a long time. And then I worked with these guys on it, and it was fun to do, but my my plan was to make it a bigger project, and it's sort of fallen by the wayside recently. I, the, the, the end of this year has been, or of last year, was kind of a sloppy mess for me, for multiple reasons. Um, but yeah, Tim the Terrible, something like that, how long does it take? Was that your question? Yes, sir, you're right on. I don't think I even got to that question yet, but I think you hit the nail <laughs> on the head. See, I'm I'm trying to think ahead. That's the problem. Is I need to stop trying to think ahead. Don't yeah, don't do that. Because then you're trying um, to kill me through my router, and I don't even know why, man. Tim the Terrible took me from we we wrote it. Well, uh, okay, let's we wrote, let's let's put it this way because this will let you know where I'm going. Mm -hmm. Without any uh, changes, modifications, and writing or anything else, let's just say in general. How how many minutes was the finished project? Like four and a half minutes or something like okay. that. How long would it typically take you to animate four and a half minutes if you were to I just did, sit down and do it? Um. Well, I did it with like a mixture of After Effects and a, a, a program called Manga Studio. And so it's like a mixture of frame by frame and After Effects, which is kind of like tween cheap animation. Yeah. Uh, that took me about a month. Now, is that is that similar to um, uh, like some of the really lame tween animation I can also do in Flash? 
Yeah, it's kind of similar to that. Okay, because I know in it's Flash, like a similar idea. I can build like a, I can take a form, I can give it a skeleton, and then I could do rough, lame tween animations. I could make it dance, you know. Yeah. This is and again, you hear these things. This is the reason why uh, Josh can do what he does, and I do what I do. Um, but uh, so that that four and a half minutes, one month. Yeah, because, because of the fact that I cut corners and kind of simplified the process for myself. Like, if I was to do, um, like, a frame-by-frame frame animation, oh, it, it takes so much longer. Yeah, that <laughs> it sounds like it would be just a massive kick in the nuts every single day. Yeah. It would be like the weapon on the, in the first season of Rick and Morty, where it inverts your dreams and your reality. So this and this and then that. Also, it stabs you in the balls every 10 seconds. That's yeah. what That's what frame-by-frame frame animation is in my mind. It's... Stabbing you in the balls every ten seconds. Also, um, perfect Rick and Morty pull, man. I love that show so much. You know, God, I I, that show. I hate to say that it it can be such an engrossing and obsessive show, but it is. It's one of those ones that when people get it, they get it, and it can yep. become shorthand for you in your in your conversations with people. Like you know, if you came out, yeah, with it, it's. Like, if you came out with a really schlocky joke, I could say something like, oh, what are you doing? We're working on your tight five? <laughs> yeah. Rick and Morty is that is the kind of show that makes an animator pissed off. Oh, why is that? Because it's so good and so <laughs> well-crafted and so funny that you just watch it and go like, fuck, why didn't I do that? Well, I know that um, when it came to the second season, the only... Disappointing episode for me, partially, was the interdimensional television two, and I and I found it very interesting that uh, Justin Roiland accepted full responsibility for it even before it aired, because in a way that made me less critical of it. But that being said, um, much in the way of of some of the other uh, shows I've recently watched uh, that have been of high caliber. It's really hard to find a weak episode, even in the quote-unquote weak episodes. Uh, yeah, so, exactly. And and uh, it also, it's just it's consistently funny, but also uh, at the same time, really good science fiction in a weird way. So uh, you know, it I, is. It's amazing. It 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 hits on topics that are stuff that I loved so much as a kid, mm -hmm. like the multi-universe and all of that sort of idea. Yeah, and just takes it and runs with it. And I think. The biggest thing about the show that I like the most, and it's something that I see so rarely these days, is these days I sound like a grandpa. I love that I never know what's going to happen next. You oh. never know what's going to happen next. And that's, we, we had said earlier in our emails that we were going to talk about Star Wars. And, and then I had to admit to you that I haven't seen Force Awakens yet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because I'm that guy. That's okay, but, man. The only reason I haven't is honestly because I I know what I'm getting into. I know everything that's going to happen. And in as much as like there's going to be twists and turns, but I'm never going to be so shocked that I go like, why? I just know because I'm not that big of a Star Wars fan to begin with. You know, I, I own four, five and six on VHS and DVD, but I just never I, I wasn't that I'm not that guy, I guess. Mm -hmm. That's OK, uh -huh. though. I mean, I look, I. Isn't it funny, though, that it, it, you have to tell me that it's okay? Because the world is so Star Wars right now. It's so crazy. You Even know, my kid, my kid who's three years old, like, if I'm like, yeah, Star Wars, he's like, 
Star Wars? Star he knows what Star Wars is as a three year old. <laughs> That's how massive Star Wars is right now. And I I just maybe it's the fact that I so rarely get out to the theater. Oh, the, and, oh not the movies, the theater. Yeah. Yeah, is that I guess the the movies. I never see the flicks. I never get down to the but, cinema, see? Yeah, but see, here's the thing. If I, I, I've started saying theater because if I say, like, I so I do watch quite a few movies. So I'll say, like, I, I get to the movies in my house. Like, it's a totally different thing going to the theater now. Like, going to the theater is, like, an event. It's your day. Dude, it's a fucking commitment, too. You're like, okay, wait a second. How are we doing on the household budget? We get, do we have, exactly. Do we have food for the week? We do? Okay, do you yes. think Okay, what if we okay, find look. a babysitter? Like I got to find a babysitter if if me and my lady are going. And mm -hmm. th that's the thing is like I I actually find that I don't really like to go to movies if I don't go with my wife anymore. Unless I go by myself, and even then it kind of sucks. Or you know like I don't I don't like that immediate banter after a movie between oh. No, I don't. I don't like that. That because I like it to sink in for myself. You know what I mean? The immediate response always kind of weakens the movie for me. This is that's this is where like being an animator and an artist, these kind of stupid things have popped up in my head recently. <laughs> and I think maybe it's aging as well. But like when I step out of a movie and my friend is like, and I'm I my in my head, I'm like, wow, that was that was so rad. And then all of a sudden they start spewing all of the bad stuff at me. It just, or you know, like if they didn't like it, or okay. if they did like it and I didn't, then it's like this immediate, I don't know, like regret. I get As opposed you. to just enjoying a movie on my own. And then, like, but like seeing it with my wife, I, I kind of can tell as I watch the movie what she's thinking of it as it goes on, because mm -hmm. she's my wife and we have that, you know, connection. Yeah. We basically think the same thing. I went to The Hateful Eight with my wife. And. It was a massive event for us. I wonder how many people on, on, on this planet actually can say that. I went to the Hateful Eight with my wife. Yeah, my late, and my wife doesn't go to movies ever. I, we figured out the last movie she went to before Hateful Eight was Django Unchained. So basically, <laughs> she just goes to Tarantino movies. You know what, man? It, that, that sounds like she could very well be a very quality woman then. Yeah, exactly. And... Um, but she, well, with that being said, the funny thing is she hates gore and horror movies and anything like genre. She likes, she likes what she likes. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like she's watched Home Alone five times in the past two weeks. Like that's, that's her jam. Well, you know, but it's been the holidays and. And that's what it is. Yeah. And you know, the kid likes it. It's PG. We could put it on in the background or whatever. There but, you go. She likes pretty tame stuff. So the fact that we both like Tarantino movies is like a plus, big time. Um, but yeah, so we went and saw Hateful Eight together, and she went to the 70 millimeter with me, which was awesome. Oh my you know, gosh. Being a film fan, we actually got it here, so I was and, like, sweet. And you guys still have a 70 millimeter theater? No, they they shipped one out here. Oh no! They, wow. Yeah they they shipped out a seven. They shipped out one of their whatever Pana. Panorama, blah blah blah, projectors. So, which was pretty cool because you could actually see the projector running. They had like this giant big projector set up ne next to the regular projector, and it was actually like shining the light down like an old timey movie. You could see it through the dust and everything. Wow. It's really rad experience. But 
the best part of the whole movie was I, I, I'm not really telling tales outside of school. There's there's some blood in the movie. There's some gore. No. Yeah, I don't know if you expect in a Tarantino it or not. flick. <laughs> that guy's like Mother Teresa when it comes to making movies. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I, yeah. Okay. I, I, that may be a little expected. Yes. Yeah, we mean when Tarantino made Home Alone. And, <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it is totally expected that there's going to be some blood, guts, and gore, yeah. and vulgar language, and whatever. Mm-hmm. My wife's reaction to everything that happened is, and I, I can say the movie's nuts. It's insane. It is. I, it's the most crazy. It's like the most crazy experience I've ever had in a movie. And it could be because the usually I go see a movie and I'm the only one laughing at the fucked up stuff. Because I'm just a fucked up dude. I can't help it. So, like, I went and saw Wolf of Wall Street. I assume you've seen Wolf of Wall Street. Did nope. I lose you? No, I, didn't, I haven't seen Wolf of Wall oh, Street. okay. Well, Wolf of Wall Street is a pretty fucked up movie. And I was... La- but it's a comedy. But I, I guess uh, people didn't know it was a comedy that was kind of fucked up. So, so, so you're was, saying you were laughing hysterically when, when Jonah Hill's character starts masturbating. Yes, exactly. Okay. So you spoilers. Know about the, you, know about, you've, you know about the Jonah Hill masturbation? Yeah, because I, I, yeah, I listen to Stern. That's the only reason. Okay. <laughs> and there, there's a few other scenes. There's, there's like a, a scene with a candle in an ass that was really funny. And I, I was laughing hysterically. And there was a woman probably, you know, like 50s with her 20... 20-year-old daughter, maybe maybe not quite 20, and they were sitting in front of us, and as the, 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 this candle scene I'm referring to happens, I started laughing, like slapping my knee laughing. <laughs> and the woman and her daughter stand up, look back at me, shake their head, and walk out of the theater. And it, it, was, it was awesome, but it was also kind of like, Oh man, that sucks! Like, why can't you guys just be laughing with me at the fucked up stuff we're watching? Yeah, come on now, like, yeah, because you're either gonna go one of two ways on it. You're gonna be offended. I, well, okay, I guess you could go three ways. You could be offended, aroused, or or find it funny. Yeah, I, I would be. You see, for me, even if I didn't find it funny, that imagery would be awkward enough where I would have to laugh. Sure, Just and that's what I, it is. I laugh at awkward, and part, and I also can like pull myself out of the movie and be like, I can't believe they they actually shot this, you know, with a camera. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I'm just laughing at the fact that you know they did stuff, like in Django Unchained. There's a scene where the, the all of these stories are just about how fucked up I am at this point. But there's a scene where Django busts into a room and shoots a guy's dick off. It's like a room full of people, and he just starts shooting people, and there's like a prosthetic dick that he shoots have you seen Django nope okay well there's a scene where he shoots a prosthetic dick and I just burst out laughing like in the theater just (laughs) but that's because not because he shot a guy's dick off I'm laughing because they literally took the time to make a dick and then blow it up. Yeah, like it's that's, obviously not a. See, it's a fake. It's a fake dick and, that they're blowing up. And that's where I was. I was going with it. If I had seen that scene as well, I would have also laughed because I would have that exact thought. I'm like, somewhere there's some guy. The alarm clock goes off, and he's like, "Oh, I gotta get up, go to work, and make that dick." And then they're just exactly. Gonna, and then they're just gonna blow the fucking thing up. Yeah, you know what I mean. 
And, and that's the part where I would start laughing at. And that's that's how I think a lot of Tarantino movies are. Like mm-hmm. for me, I'm I never I never get that engrossed in a Tarantino movie because it's it's so self indulgent on his part that I'm kind of like I feel like it's you're meant to be sitting next to the filmmaker as you watch it, like laughing with them. And I like that about it. That's my favorite part about his movies. Um, so with that being said. The theater that I saw this movie at, I saw Hateful Eight, it felt like they were in the same boat as me. They were all sitting along with the, the filmmaker laughing at stuff. Oh my gosh, so you ended up having almost near a religious experience. I, 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 w- I, wouldn't, say, I wouldn't say it's religious, like you know, the first time I saw Fight Club, okay. where I went like, I want to be a filmmaker. Like That's what I want to do. That was, my, that was my movie that I saw that made me go... I want to I, I, I make shit. Yeah, exactly. I was... Uh, it was like just a few weeks before I went to high school and I watched Fight Club and I just went, I, I got to do that. That's what I got to do. Um, and that's how I led, it led me to what I said earlier with the trying to make movies in high school and friends all copping out of it. So I had to just start drawing pictures. Um, but man, I, now I'm getting way off topic. Now you're just listening to a dude rant at this point, that forgetting what he's talking about. Oh, that, and the problem well, is, what you was I no, talking about? I, I have no idea actually, but I'm just glad because it's been in, it's been going well, and I like it. Uh, oh, I was gonna say, so sitting next to my wife during the Tarantino movie, the the best part about it, like the actual thing that I realized while I was sitting there, is like I like watching movies with her because. I get a different perspective on a movie because she looks at things so differently. She gets so engrossed in the movie that, you know, she thought, for a second, I think she thought people were dying. Like it was a documentary. Uh Like she gets when things aren't real. So for for that reason, I like going to see uh, movies with my lady. But I also, I went and saw Mad Max by myself and that was pretty awesome too. I could see that though because that one is just, uh, that's, I actually watch that movie only at awkward places to watch it, but it was just on my commuter uh, commute to to and from work. So watching it like under the worst conditions possible because I'm watching it on a sure. laptop on a crowded BART train, um, you know, it's like a subway train or whatever. Uh, yep. But it, it the whole point was the movie was so good, none of that mattered, none of it, because it just completely drew me in, and that's all I paid attention to, and that's all that I needed. So. Uh, I could I could see going to see that one alone too, but I could also get having I because I don't like going to see movies without my wife either because I do like her feedback whether it, she agrees with me or not. I like the things she has to say about stuff. Uh, and I think, her, and her oh, personality sorry. offsets mine, and I'm sure that's the way like almost every married couple is. Yeah, and I think the other thing is you have such a I don't mean I don't know about you, but at least I have such a rapport with my wife, and I think this is what you're getting to as well that. You guys have had enough arguments and enough of a life together that there's no animosity over a fucking movie. No. But with friends, I find that sometimes there gets to be that. Like, if I went and saw Star Wars with a friend and I didn't like it, let's just say. <laughs> I know, it's, it's probably tearing everyone listening apart inside <laughs> if I wouldn't like it. I don't care. But let's say I, I went and I didn't like it and my friend did. It would be like instantly, it would be that thing where they're like, you're fucking dumb. You're an idiot. But my wife would never be like, you're dumb, you're an idiot. She'd be like, well, you, you know, I also walked in on you pooping the other day, so I guess we'll just get past it. (laughs) (laughs) Out of any analogy, that's one I got to use from now on. Oh, that's beautiful. (laughs) But uh, does that make sense at all? Yeah. 
completely. And and Cause I because you you know that there are more important things on this planet. To you know, there's there's the kids and their well being. How are we going to get them to college? We're not going to sweat the fact that I really like a Star Wars movie and she doesn't. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and personally, I don't think because uh, you know there are people that have been critical of the new Star Wars movie. At which point I say it's a fucking Star Wars movie, guys. I mean, there are people that are pissed off. That the new movie is, you know, basically a retelling of A New Hope. But I'm sorry, after the prequels that they put out, sure. I, I work from the blueprint that made success. That's what I oh, say. Yeah. Don't fucking, I mean, how much money they got riding on that? No, you go, you completely tow the com- company line. Uh, you fulfill expectations. You make sure there's no fucking Jar Jars in there. And, and you're golden, and that's what they did, and I don't fault them for it. And you know why? Because I can't make a Star War. They can. Yeah, totally. And and that's the thing is, like, it, it it's I'm sure it's safe. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind, having not even seen it. And that's, you know, that's, like, the critical thing is it's safe. It plays, like, exactly like the other movie, and it hits the same beats of basically, they basically say the first, or four and five, right? Mm-hmm. That's sort of the, that's sort of the, consensus is like it's it's four and five put together into one movie yes and you know what that's that's fucking okay for a star wars movie but they're kids movies let's all be honest here i mean and i I think everyone will admit that at this point right they're they're kids movies no and that's okay there's nothing wrong with that they're fun they are what they are now i don't need to rush out to the theater to see them because i know that's not the experience that i need in the theater Mm -hmm. but um, and I also like to wait till movies, like especially the hyped ones, the hype dies down just a little bit. Mm-hmm. It always makes movies better for me. You know what I mean? Like if I like Mad Max was an example of everyone told me like this movie was made for you, Josh. It's so fucking rad. You're gonna love it, dude. And that's all my friends right there. <laughs> Every one of them sound like that. Every single dude, one. It's so fucking rad, man. Yeah, I hang out with like like half biker half surfer i don't know what this guy is and all of them from the late 80s stereotypes okay yeah, exactly red bro um but everyone told me that the movie was like perfect for me so then i waited like a month and a half before i went and saw it (laughs) just because i knew if i went and saw it and they all had been telling me that i i needed the hype to die down and then when i saw it i was like shit why didn't i see this sooner but if I had seen it sooner, I probably would have been like, yeah, that was really good. <laughs> you guys were right. It was really fun. You instead, were- I was like, instead, I got to bring the hype back. Like, I went into work with the people I work with who told me I needed to see it. And I was like, dudes, I just saw I just saw Mad Max. It was sweet. And they're all like, Mad Max from like two months ago? Oh, oh yeah, it was sweet. Yeah. And then we got to have a nice conversation again about it. You guys all got rebonded over it. Exactly. I like to be that guy. Well, but <laughs> the you know, rebonder. In, in, Josh Stifter is the in, rebonder. In the- <laughs> <laughs> that's that's like one of the lamest superheroes ever. Anyway. <laughs> the re- the, I don't know what the rebonder does. He, it's, it immediately thinks of makes me think of like a guy with glue who just like rebonds stuff. Well, you would. You're in is anime. It broke. Well, I'm gonna rebond it. Or or it's the guy that always comes in just after James Bond got the job done. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. I'm rebonding. I'm rebonding the some bitch. <laughs> what are you doing here? I'm rebonding. I take I take his sloppy seconds. Oh, that's disgusting. 
<laughs> so you just took it in a direction I just didn't care for. Uh, you know, I got to say, though, and I, I can't believe I'm admitting this, but in many ways I think somehow listening to podcasts has enlightened me to some extent. And believe it or not, Scott Mosier in some ways is also my Sherpa because uh, he, he had an excellent point when I think it was the, either the volatility over uh, Avatar or something else. And he just he he made me realize the one simple truth, which is that uh, like the new Star Wars movie, it is good. It is bad. It's terrible. It's horrible. It's wonderful. It's exciting. It's amazing. It's a big letdown because everybody experiences everything from a different perspective. So yep. whatever that movie is, it is just whatever you take from it and what you get out of it. It, it, it you know, it, somebody else can hate it and that's okay because they just don't like it because they're yep. not you. Uh, you know, get over it. So that's kind of what I I try to do. Um, and my big thing is like I've you know I've taken up writing and stuff like that, and you know I'm I'm an animator, so I'm kind of like I don't know, like I'm I'm I try to be creative anyway. Well, you're God. We've established that. <clears throat> yeah. So, but and the other thing is like I sometimes I uh, am overly critical. And I know that I'm overly critical because I look at it from the perspective of like, I go into every movie with no expectation. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I think I probably actually learned that slightly from Scott Mosier. And that's coming from a dude who like, I started listening to, to Smodcast on the first week it aired. Oh my God. By the way, that reminds me. My whole point from the very beginning. Yeah. Finally <laughs> remembered it. Because I was wondering if I was forty being, minutes later. I'm wondering you're gonna if, make your point. Yeah, I'm wondering if I was being impatient, getting all mad that nobody has animated Bane doing Leno style monologues jokes from the latest episode of Education. Because it's only been a week. Based on what you said, yes, I'm being impatient. I'm glad we got that out of the way. I, I'm not sure if anyone has. I think <laughs> I, don't, Kevin, I haven't seen it yet. What's that? I haven't seen anything yet. Yeah, Kevin tweeted out something about a Bane impression, and I and I I actually have fallen way behind on podcasts because I'm directing now at my job, so mm-hmm. I don't have time to listen to podcasts as much. Just record them at work. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just no. It's, the thing is, I just like I usually listen to them at work, and then I listen to them on the bus. But I've been too lazy to throw them on my on my phone or MP3 player, mm-hmm. and I get really crappy service. Uh, at, what, so I can't like stream them. I get it. Um, just in like one area of of my bus ride, but breaking up the podcast just makes it not worth it. It just drives me nuts. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like knowing that it's gonna kill at one point. Oh yeah. And then I and then I forget to download it before. Anyway, so um, I'm behind on the podcast. But Kevin had tweeted something about a Bane impression. No, I think it was was it that it was Bane being heckled. Yes. On something. Yeah, it was somebody's response to Bane responding to hecklers, basically, and and, uh, I was, and it came from education. That's is that the thing you're talking about, or is that a different one? Yeah, because there was a the episode prior there. There was a small area that was like uh, the comedy stylings of Bane, or, yes, or that's, that's the current what... one. Uh, but the one prior there was so anyway. People apparently came up with the idea they would love to hear Bane delivering. Leno style jokes. So Andy went to his writer friends and said, you know, can you just, this is the bit. Can you give me some of the jokes that think would play? So like, so these are literally Leno writer room style jokes as well. So then it's Kevin doing his Bane impression. 
uh, and delivering these things. And I got to admit, man, it just, you get lost in it. You get lost nice. in it. It's a good, if you look guys, if you're having something shitty in your life, go on, give that a shot. It'll give you at least five minutes of happiness. That's what I'll tell you. Oh yeah, totally. That, I, that's that or the Chinese massage down the street. Just ask for the, uh, the deep tissue massage. <laughs> okay. I'm I'm so behind on edumacation. Is that edumacation as well? That uh, what? Are you just saying in general? Ask for the deep di- deep tissue I'm massage. Ju- in general, that's what. Oh, I hear. okay. I thought maybe that was another <laughs> edumacation reference. No. It's it sounds like an an Andy thing, an an Andrew and Kevin thing to talk about. Yeah, but it's not. <laughs> By the way, I got to tell you, we just went on a family vacation to Disneyland. And sure. and unfortunately, uh, earlier in the month, I got into a bad car accident, and since then, my lower back's been totally screwed. Uh, but you know, it's it's been like gradual. First, it was okay. Then it was uh, well, this is uncomfortable, uh, tolerable, getting intolerable. Holy fuck, I can't move. You know, that's kind of the full gambit I've been running. And sure. I and I got to hit the peak spectrum in Disneyland of all places. And, awesome. And so I found out. I now bind you. I am a man of mild heft. I do not even generally, you know, like my wife touching certain areas of my body. And uh, I was so desperate to not ruin this vacation for my family. I paid for a twenty-five minute Swedish massage that just focused on my lower back and my thighs. Uh, okay. And I was not expecting it, but through the sheet, she also did incorporate, I, I will say the hips, but let's face it, it's partially the buttocks. Um, yeah. My whole point Some being- Some of that sweet butt action. There we go. We, uh, or as Trent would say, the good, good old butt stuff. But <laughs> my whole point is that I was so desperate to, to not ruin the vacation, I somehow was the one that took my family on vacation, and then I went to the spa. Nice. I I really was it awesome though. I gotta say, I gotta I gotta tell you something. Uh, not really my thing. Uh, you know, I never would have thought I would want to do it. Uh, why have I not been doing this every for all forty four years of my life? See, that's that. My dad did the exact same thing. My dad, I, I've never gotten a massage before, and my wife is always like, "How can you not get a massage? They're awesome. Like you got to get, you have to do it. It just it totally fixes you." It fixes everything, and I still, I still don't know. Now, even you telling me this, I still don't believe it. But my dad did the same thing. Like when he and my mom got divorced, he was like whatever, forty-five or something like that. And I know this is, sounds like it's going to go towards uh, the deep tissue, you know. What I'm <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't. He, um, he was like ultra stressed, you know, getting divorced or whatever, and he started having back pains and all this other pains and his doctor told him it's because you're so tense you gotta like loosen up man go you have to go get uh some sort of deep tissue massage or whatever i think he went to like a more like a chiropractor mm-hmm. yeah masseuse. i don't know i don't know what that's called is there a name for them i don't know you know what i'm talking about though it's not the chiropractor that just cracks your back it's like the one that also does the full massage and all that all that jazz. Yeah, I know. I I do know. Like a lot of the uh, like a lot of sports therapy chiropractors do that kind that's of. That's kind thing. of like what it was. Yeah, it yeah. was. Almost, I think that's actually what he went to was like a sports therapist, basically, or like a whatever. And he, now he he like goes like he does that. Yeah, he goes to a chiropractor. He does all of that stuff because it. He said it helps. It, it helped him out and it relieves stress and it totally rocked actually it's funny you mentioned that because it was the chiropractor that that helped me get up the balls to go to <laughs> listen to me now boy guys the, a fucking american hero that i am 
I got up the balls to go get a massage. Can you believe that? <laughs> I know, I know it's not, but it, it sounds so lame. Because I literally heard the words coming out of my mouth, and I'm like, this is the lamest thing anyone has ever said, ever. I got but up I, the balls to go to the masseuse. <laughs> yeah, but it's kind of true. Like, I've never gone. It's not, I don't know if it's a matter of. It is. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna lay it out there. It is a matter of not having the balls to go. Yeah. Because there is something emasculating about it. There's something like, I'm, in my mind, it's not. It's nothing that I could change. But it's something like, what is it gonna do? I'm a. I'm. I'm a guy. I don't need someone rubbing me to make me feel better. Mm, well, you don't. Not to make you feel better, but let me tell you, it does wonders for your muscles. Uh, but it was my chiropractor that helped That's me get That's what it is, right? It's just science. Yeah. It's the science of feeling better. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's not it's not the fiction of it. Um, I It was my chiropractor that helped me, though, to be able to go to the masseuse because of that. You know, she has this, this table that slowly flexes you to try and stretch things out. And then she comes over and starts getting you with these things. I think she calls them the paddles or the bumpers. And I, I, I literally think it's, <laughs> I, I literally think it's, a, I don't, I've never seen it, but I think from what it feels like, it's a pair of handlebars that then have two boxing gloves that just punch out in alternating punches that, and she rubs, goes up and down your body on that. And it fucking feels amazing. Wait, I don't, the, the way you just explained it, like I, I, now I'm picturing you in like a Dr. Seuss contraption. Right. Well, that's like kind of boxing gloves. <laughs> This is obviously I shouldn't be explaining these things to an animator. That's the, whole point. <laughs> the cat in the hat came in. Yeah. Hey, Josh, I don't mean to cut it short because this is an amazing conversation and I'm loving every minute of it. But I literally sure. just I'm not kidding you. I got a text from my wife that says, could you wrap it up? <laughs> this is, I can't believe this is happening right now. I'm trying to open it again, and I can't get it going. Um, but basically, she said, could you please wrap it up? Uh, my mom just dropped something off, and there's a. she said there's a bad smell of natural gas outside. So okay. literally, we're having to stop the podcast to stop my house from blowing <laughs> <gas>. up. Can <laughs> you believe that? Speaking of massages and American heroes, yeah. go stop that gas. I am going to go stop <laughs> the gas. Hey, man, it was fun, though. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. You don't. Have, you have no idea. You really well, don't. I'm glad, I'm glad to be a part of the return. There we go, man. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Until next time, folks, don't forget, go to flushstudios.com. Check out all the fine work uh, that Josh does. And you go to netheadsonair.com and see some stuff. I don't know. Or go to Facebook. Right? It's social media. Fuck it. <laughs> this is NetHeads with Will Wilkins and Trent Hunsaker signing off. Oh. I know, right? But stop being a little Nancy and deal with it. Netheads. Netheads. We'll be back soon. Goodbye. Now, I don't know what's worse. I told you people I have to go because my house is blowing up. And you're actually sitting there expecting a stinger, aren't you? They all uh, are. You were too, weren't you? Well, I I, I I was expecting it, but um, well, and, I, I, I don't really want your house to explode either. Well, and, and I got to tell you, too, in my own defense, I am sitting here and, and recording a stinger. So, well, the, the, you know, you got to do you got to do as a great man once said, you got to do what might blow up your house. If you got to do that thing to do for a podcast for a podcast. Yeah, I think that was Eleanor Roosevelt. Oh, Oh, Ellen. <laughs>